So, um, talk about war and uh, what's been the key to the group's longevity? Well, the fans, actually. Um, I've always, uh, uh, you know, my fans have always been my rock and roll hall of fame. And uh, they put us here, and I know they can always take us out. And uh, seeing those faces every year uh, in some of the same venues that we play, and seeing the grandparents or the grandchildren of the grandparents that was there back in the 70s, <laughs> the great-grandchildren, I mean, that's, that's keeping me going 24-7. Okay. Um, and what's it been like for the group and for yourself uh, over the past year and a half? Um, and when did you guys decide that you were ready to perform live? Uh, you mean in the beginning? Because we've never we've never stopped. Uh, we started in 1969 and never stopped. So no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was referring to when the pandemic start when did you guys feel like you, got, you were ready to perform start performing again oh oh well when the uh when all the dates uh, reoccurred uh after being canceled for uh since you know uh, during the lockdown right uh, so we were pretty much on the uh venues schedule and the promoters everyone coming back together and making it happen again and so during this time, would you? I'm sorry. And during this time, um, you never stopped working as far as, you know, practicing music and so forth? Oh, no, never stopped. And writing. I'm doing a lot of writing and doing a lot of stuff with my uh, producer, uh, Jerry Goldstein, whereas we've been putting out um, uh, with our new label, Rhino Records, putting out our 50th anniversary. Uh, album uh, and uh, the vinyl, you know, uh, that um, I, I, there's about five different uh, albums that we put out back in the 70s. And uh, we're just putting those five out on vinyl right now and um, uh, going from there. But uh, we are uh, pretty much celebrating our over 50th year of being war with the people. Uh, congratulations! That's a that's a that's a great honor, isn't it? Oh, it's a great honor. I mean, it, it, let me put it this way: it's an honor, but at the same time, it's a blessing to still be here to do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys started in '69. I mean, you guys were in the middle. I mean, the country was in the middle of uh, the Vietnam War. Why the name War? When okay. we well. Well, we started as war in 69, but uh, we were together before that as teenagers playing in uh, uh, night, uh, nightclub dives and different uh, venues back in the day, the school talent shows and all that. Now, when we got with Eric Burton, uh, well, let's put it this way, Eric got with us. We, we were still performing, and Eric was going to uh, probably quit and go back to England. Uh, but uh, my producer and manager at the time uh, convinced him to come listen to us play, and he came and listened to us play. He loved it, loved it for his sight. We got together, and as we were performing, uh, trying to pretty much experiment 
uh, with each other on, uh, at, at a um, rehearsal hall. And we started playing live on stage. The producer and manager looked at us and said, you know something? These guys look like they just came out of a battlefield. <laughs> Thank God we know that. <laughs> they look like they just came a battlefield, and then that, that led to the name war. But they realized that uh, but this war, which we all came to a conclusion about, that this war, particular war, uh, don't shed blood. Our uh, uh, preferred weapons is our musical instruments. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, so that's, uh, so, and that was war against wars. That's what we were doing. Like you had your rage, today you have your rage against the machines. Our rage was against wars. Now, your, your music touches on, uh, you know, racism, hunger, crimes. Uh, these are still topics still relevant today. So how does your music, the music you created with war, still resonate today? Well, people are still listening. And uh, whether, they, uh, whether it resonates in their brain cells or not, they're still <laughs> listening. But you got to remember, along with uh, our message, we have grooves to go with it. So it's happy music with a message. And, uh, and because of the grooves, it helps people to listen. But most people just love to uh, sing and dance with, with hooks of a song, not really paying attention to the message, but they just love singing the cadence and the melody. <laughs> it just feels good. <laughs> so, but as far as listening to li actually listening to the message, I don't think a lot of people do that. <laughs> it's, it's like eating the food that you love, whether you know it's killing you or not, or giving you a disease or diabetes or whatever it is. You you love it so much, you're not thinking about the outcome. You're only uh, you're in the moment, tasting good. <laughs> That's, same thing. <laughs> um, you made a lot of music. So, what's your song? Do you have a favorite song? Um, yes. What uh, would it be? Yeah, all day music, summer, slipping in the darkness, the world is a ghetto, baby, it's cold outside, deliver the word, uh, city, country, city. <laughs> Should I go on? In other words, they're all my favorites. <laughs> and they're all my favorites to play okay okay um when you're on stage um what's it like the feedback from the audience uh, what does it do for you and what it does for the band uh well it does a lot because um what's happening is that uh, the energy that we give to the people they give back to us it's, it's a it's, it's a co-shared we don't just throw energy out to the people they always give it back to us and a lot of the people um, uh, what they share with us is the fact that our music is uh, I would say um, uh, what do you call it uh, uh, a disc track to their lives okay. <laughs> did I say disc? Yeah. I didn't mean disc let's say eight track of their lives okay <laughs> And so they um, they pretty much share that with us. So it's, it's a 
What is the what what are the uh, most requested songs? <laughs> they all of them. I would say all of them. I can't do all, even songs that uh, I don't even play on stage. They they're, they're requesting that, I, and it just reminds me of how many songs we wrote and how many songs that we put out. Uh, we we we've always been an album band. Okay. You know, and. That's been the issue that people, you know, they listen to the album, although a lot of the albums in the beginning we put out two singles, but then they were always requesting songs off the album also, you know, and uh, that's a lot of songs. I, and I tell people, I let them know, we would need at least 10 hours on that one night that we perform, and wow. then we need a couple of more days, wow. <laughs> a couple of more days to cover everything from wow. the beginning to now. <laughs> wow. Um, I, try to, I try to just perform the songs that uh, they're familiar with that was hit on the radio. Okay. Okay. Now you're coming, um, you're playing at the OC uh, Fairground with the Commodores. How excited are you? I'm very excited. I mean, the fact that we're back out playing for the people and the people are happy and the people, they need this. We need it. We all need to be entertained. We we don't not only entertain the people, but we entertain ourselves too. So it's all fun, you know, <laughs> happy happy moment in the moment. So I'm excited. I, you know, that's my high. <laughs> so I, I was going that leads to my next question. So how would you describe uh, war's war music? Uh, performing and well, performing and our music is all one big bundle of universal uh, street music. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, and and we, like I said, we we play off the people. They, as far as I'm concerned, the the fans wrote the songs. We only took a pencil and wrote down the experience, like Jimmy Hendrix, like the experience. So that's what we did with the people we were all experienced and we all wrote the songs during depending on which era we were in you know we wrote from uh, during that time that moment whether it was the vietnam war or, or low writing later on in the years or you know on and on like a movie we made movie music you know behind issues or situations or scenarios or what was Whatever was going on during the time, we wrote movie scores for it. Now, all your music is lasting. All your, it is good music. Um, but talking about the potency of the war is a, um, the is the, the world's a ghetto, and why it continues to, I guess, stand out. I'm sorry, you were breaking up just a little bit. Can you repeat that? The world's a ghetto. Um, how did that song come about? And why does it continue to 
resonate today as it did when you guys first put it out? Oh, okay. Uh, Papa D, uh, my uh, percussionist, he passed away, of course. Um, anyway, he had this idea. Uh, he was writing a book and a play called Ghetto Man. Okay. And, uh, uh, so that idea eventually evolved into the world as a ghetto uh, about a man, uh, you know, that uh, that realized that everywhere he went, everyone was living a ghetto life. Like, you would go to Beverly Hills and see a guy in a Rolls Royce uh, with a flat tire being stuck in the wrong place at the wrong time, or roaches in this car, or you can find roaches in the alley of Beverly Hills House, as well as going to the ghetto and finding the same roaches, same family <laughs> of roaches. Okay. You know, so, so, and it, so that, that's just an example of, uh, uh, you know, of uh, people that uh, grew up thinking that they're better than someone else because, uh, you know, uh, someone's street my street, their street, this is how I sing the end. I sing your street, my street, your neighborhood, my neighborhood, your church, my church, your school, my school, your kids, my school. It's all, all the same. We all live under the same sky. And, and, that, and that leads back to that one thing that you hear all the time. We are one. Right. Well, Lonnie, you got you've seen a lot from the Vietnam War um, to what we're going through today as a country and as a world. Um, do you feel like your group was ahead of this time? Or you guys, do you feel like you guys came at the right time? Uh, I think that we were ahead of our time not realizing that because uh, we were young. And we, didn't, we didn't really even know that much about music. We just played, and, and if the engineer didn't turn the tape on, he would have lost everything we had. Everything came wow. from our hearts, from the streets. And... Uh, and, and yes, we were ahead of our time at the time because we, uh, that was our way of jotting down our experience from the streets was in the studio. Thank God that there was a recording board or anything to be, to record and an engineer to record our experience. Otherwise, it would have been lost along with everyone else. We're not the only ones that were ahead of our time. There's probably a whole bunch of people that were in poetry, people that were just uh, had a voice on the streets, but they weren't picked or they weren't heard because they didn't have uh, the tools to go into a studio and record their messages. We did. So we were blessed for that. And, and you know, and we just didn't know. We didn't know any of our music would have even been on the radio. We didn't think it was that, uh, you know, music savvy. It wasn't like anything else else that was out on the radio. So we didn't think anything was going to happen. We didn't think anything of it. And then wow. all of a sudden, bam, <laughs> you know. <laughs> How were you able to successfully cross or blend the style of music um, to the, sound, uh, the, the style of Wars sound? Uh, well, all of that was pretty much a... I wouldn't say a mistake. It was just a, um, uh, it, it was organic. Okay. We, we are an organic, yeah, we're an organic band. And, uh, uh, or you can say a movement, you know, without trying to be. 
you know, so, you know, everything just happened naturally uh, for us. We, we had no clue that we even had a sound or what some people say a unique sound. But we, uh, everyone, I would say that everyone in the band, every individual did bring to the table a different genre. Okay. And uh, that, that helped a lot, you know. That, that, that put it in a perspective of uh, universal street music. It was definitely multicultural, like a mixed salad bowl. <laughs> I say gum, gumbo stew. <laughs> right. Uh, do you see any any band out there similar on the horizon, similar to to war? Um, I have heard some bands, uh, and and they and I, I don't I, I don't know the names. You know, I can't remember the names, but I have heard some bands. Uh, uh, doing shows, live shows, that is trying to get a start, you know, and I, and I've, I, yeah, I, I have heard some bands, and the, and I and I'm honored, and they also gave uh, gave us our props, you know, that uh, uh, you know, in interviews and things that, that I would see or hear, and and, uh, and and I'm honored for that because now because of them, I realize, yeah, we have a unique style, and. Uh, and it's hard to copy. It was hard. It was hard for us to copy our own style. But, you know, after we recorded it, we had to rehearse it. <laughs> it was hard we, we kept all the mistakes. We kept everything organic. So try, try to emulate something organic. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> so we just had to wing it and just just play and make the same mistake or another one. And that other another mistake actually ended up being a new song. And that's. Basically, wow. how we wrote songs. Not only the people would give us that experience, we would just again start creating a music track, a movie track, and then that, if you didn't record it, then it got lost. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, musically, who who influenced you and the group? Oh, my influence, man. My my influence goes with all genres of music. I mean, we're talking about from Ray Charles to uh, Mahalia Jackson, to James Brown, Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, to even the Everly Brothers, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 Ray Price, uh, Patsy Cline, I mean, uh, uh, and, you know, Jimmy Smith, you know, uh, Ahmad Jamal, Polonius Monk, uh, I mean, the list goes on all genres, and then, then you had the Fania All-Stars out of New York, Alice, uh, you know, so you had the Eddie Palmieri, Charlie Palmieri, Ruben Blades, you had, uh, you had the um, Tito Rodriguez, Tito Fuente, I mean, the li- really Cologne, I mean, the list goes on, you know. Yeah, I think... I listen to everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how did yeah. how did Mahir Jackson influence you? In what way? Well, did- well, gospel, because I, uh, you know, her style and uh, because she was such a legend even back then my grandmother listened to her every day it was either Mahalia Jackson or Sam Cooke <laughs> Sam Cooke came out of the gospel world so I listened to both and uh, and I was uh, and, and of course I started playing in church at the age of uh, uh, 11 years old so I had an opportunity to play the B3 Hammond organ all every Sunday. And then I started listening to, J- uh, to Jimmy Smith. And I started listening to 
all, you know, all the jazz stuff, him and Jimmy McGriff, Richard Bruce Holmes, Jack McDuff. I mean, I just, you know, I just, my ears was open to everybody, and I learned how to play music from my ear. Okay. You know, and I took that to my heart. I never really learned how to read or anything because I just didn't have the tools or actually money <laughs> to learn. So I, I would say tools. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um. So instead of instead of becoming professional, I became professional. When you look back at the group, do you do you feel like you guys could have made more albums, or you feel like what you guys put out was what you put out? Uh, what we put out is what we put out. Okay. And uh, we, could, we could have done more, but we, uh, you know, as you get older, just like a marriage, you know, you start having differences differences of opinions, and uh, and you know, and, and then whatever. Other influences, friends, uh, spouses, or whatever, relatives that influence you in your frame of thinking, all that played a part, you know. So, uh, but yeah, we could have made more music, uh, but it just wasn't the same. I think also we were influenced by the changes of uh, music today, and we, uh, or yesterday, before we, before we uh, broke up, okay. Uh, but we we didn't we really didn't take the opportunity or get a chance to go back to the way we started in order to see if we could just get back in the studio and get back to that organic feeling again. That did not come into play anymore, and that's when we realized that we outgrew our welcome <laughs> in the studio. Well, I just want—I have one, and and, and and with each other. So I have, um, you know, one last question. So if you, um, how would you sum up what you've been able to accomplish, and um, as a musician and as an artist, and how long do you believe you like to continue to perform live? Well, I I plan to continue to drop. Okay. And, uh, but as far as what I think I've accomplished, I believe what I've accomplished is uh, being a doctor of music. I've been able to cure people through music. I've been able, uh, you know, mentally and physically, you know, through the words and the grooves and bringing people together. I've been able to bring worlds of people from different genres of life together and love each other, you know, in the moment. So I don't know what they do when they leave, <laughs> you know, but some of them remember each other and say, yeah, I was glad I met you at the war concert, and they love each other, meeting each other, new people. Um, I really believe that being a doctor of music, uh, I've been able to uh, bring, again, bring people together and cure a lot of people uh, through music, and uh, that, to me, is uh, a gift from God that I've been able to do. I am so blessed that I'm able to do that and cure myself, keep myself cured, you know, of of any, uh, I would say, the disease of hate. (laughs) So is that, that, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I I said that was the last question. So does that mean you try to keep everything positive and keep an up-tempo or 
just a positive uh, positive spirit. You, you got it. High bonnet. That's <laughs> your own question. Okay. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> All right, Lonnie. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, I just want to thank you for your time uh, this morning. I, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, definitely um, always listen to you. Well, my dad used to always play War. And I got accustomed to listening to the music and uh, definitely a big fan of yours. So look forward to seeing you guys uh, perform. Well, thank you. We will, we will see you at the uh, Orange County Fair. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have thank a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Yes, sir.